Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome, welcome, Gaining Momentum community. We're so happy that you're here. We're super happy to be back on the mic and um, excited to be here with you, Abby. And we are really, um, I keep using the word excited, and I need to <laughs> but um, we're stoked uh, because this episode today is going to be a bit of a retrospective where we get to look back on the Gaining Momentum three seasons. And Abby, why are we doing a bit of a retrospective today because today is our last episode of gaining momentum for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. so after a lot of discussion and a lot of trying to look at our schedules and figuring out what we're working towards and all the different things we have going on in our lives and what we want to see gaining momentum be in the future we realize that it's time for us to take a little bit of a step back and mm-hmm. yeah like i said for the foreseeable future this will be the final episode of gaining momentum how does that feel, Meg? It feels really bittersweet for sure. Mm-hmm. Like definitely. Um, and I'm, and I'm super keen on getting the time today to do the, all the reflecting and thinking about what we've done here. Yeah. It's always one of those things when you are really proud of something and you really love doing it, like mm-hmm. we're not stepping away from this because we don't like doing it anymore. Um, you know, it really is just like what you just described. It's schedules. It's the grind, it's everything else that we, we both have going on. So that's a little bit tough to navigate. Cause it's not like, it's like a relief to be like mm-hmm. not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, you know, when you get into some projects or like some, something that you might be involved with and you're like, you know, excited to get away from it. I don't, that's definitely not how I feel. There's not like a relief or an excitement to be down. It's like, it's, it's a bit, um, melancholy, but also like lots of pride. Cause like we, you know, mm-hmm. take being able to like carve out space to like reflect on what this has been and what maybe it will be down the road, but for the time being, um, we're sort of, um, you know, taking a pause. Yeah. What about you? How do you feel? I feel proud of mm-hmm. what we've accomplished. I mm-hmm. mean, we first started discussing even the idea of this in June, 2020. Mm-hmm. And now here we are when this episodes drops, it'll be March, 2022. Wow. And so I think we've done a lot in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, like 32 mm-hmm. episodes, 18 minisodes. I'm dropping an ebook of poetry today with yes. all of the poems from Gaining Momentum that I've reworked Amazing. and worked on. And so yeah. this podcast has brought a lot of really awesome things to my life. Me too. I, in prepping for this episode, um, I was a little, bo- like, I, I know it, like in my mind, what we've done and like the amount of um, output, like Mm -hmm. episodes and thoughtful discussion and, you know, like connecting that we've done in this space and like the community that we've built. But like, it's not often that you take the time to like really, well, I don't anyway, to like really look back. Like, yeah, yeah. I found it a bit emotional, to be honest, like to look back and like really see the fruit of that labor, but also just like the labor of love that all of that is. Yeah. And even just like, we started out recording in our bathrooms, like <laughs> you, like hovering over the toilet, me like yeah. crammed into my shower. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And just like trying to figure out how to do this thing and to make this thing that we are thinking about into yeah. a reality. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked to lots of people on the podcast, even throughout the three seasons who talk about taking leaps and mm-hmm. like, just like going for something and like trying and potentially failing. I would argue that's not what happened here, but like, (laughs) yeah, like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and and trying something. And that was like, you know, really for me, it certainly was an exercise in that, like right in the beginning, I'm a talker and I can talk and I'm comfortable, (laughs) I'm comfortable public speaking, Mm -hmm. but this is a very different kind of medium where you're like, sure, you know, in more, what's the word immortalized, you know, like on, on the record and, um, you're putting something out that you like want other people to consume, mm-hmm. um, which is all really interesting, especially as women, I think to like take up that space, which we talked about in an episode and like, just kind of get over some of that stuff that maybe like prevents, prevents yeah. you from going for it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So get out of our heads and into people's ears. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> out of our heads. Into our ears. I feel like there's a song that like has get it. Out anyway. of my dreams. Yeah. What is it? So get out of my car and into my dreams. And into get my it, or get out heart. of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is it? I want to know. That's um, fully going to be the soundtrack. I want to lay it in there. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, before we take a trip down memory lane, you want to take a quick break? Sure. Let's do it. Do a little season by season breakdown and see, like re- revisit the things that we've done, the things that we've talked about, the people mm-hmm. that we've met, the things we've learned. So season one, it's so bizarre to me that it really wasn't that long ago, but it feels so long ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. And it was literally like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's wild. Yeah. But in season one, when we were sort of introducing mm-hmm. ourselves to everybody, or yeah. we began with an episode on getting to know the two of us. Yeah. And then we got right into kind of the backbone of what gaining momentum is all about. And we did yeah. two episodes on race and racism and white privilege and allyship. Yeah. yeah. And then we talked about gender yeah. and rejecting the binary nature of gendering. Yes. Then we went into mental health, talking about parental mental health, family mental health, self-care. Yeah. And then we dug into consent and body safety. And then we talked about friendship and making friends as parents and what friendship looks like for us. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Right. Yeah. And then, as you mentioned in the intro, we talked about taking up space and taking big leaps like that on its own was a lot. That was a lot. And I want to just like, it's, it's occurring to me now. It's also interesting how like we have developed and grown as people like doing this work and like being Mm -hmm. in this medium because in the beginning you'll notice like we did a lot of double episodes Mm -hmm. where we would like and I think like some of those I mean they're all amazing I love Mm -hmm. them all and like lots of amazing discussion but I think one of the things that becomes clearer as we move into like season two and three is like you and I started to get better at like honing the conversation yeah so it's less like um wandering and sort of or meandering that's what I'm looking for yeah less yeah. meandering and more just like kind of getting to the meat of the matter yeah which I think is interesting or if you're a vegan the the like beyond meat yeah of the, the tofu of the matter <laughs> beyond the meat of the matter <laughs> um so that's I don't know that just popped in my head I'm like oh yeah we used to have a lot of like two-parters which were yeah. awesome and you know there's like lots of people that like like a long form mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know if anyone listens to busy Phillips's podcast, but they'll do like three hours. And like, that's not for, that's not my jam, but like Mm -hmm. some people do like the, like, you know, super long, but it's just interesting. Like we've evolved also in terms of like how we do this, but like thinking back on that season, like what are like the highlights? Like what are the moments that jump out for you or the, the sort of big, the big memory pieces? Well, I think also just sort of addressing like the doing the two-parter aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I think it was also just because in the beginning we had like these broad ideas of what we wanted to talk about. And I feel like as we continued on, we got a little bit more honed. And so it wasn't like, we were like, okay, let's talk about this specific thing. And then you can do that within the context of one episode. But if you're like talking about like gender or you're talking about race and racism, (laughs) like you can't really be like, okay, 25 minutes and we're good. Let's do this. (laughs) We could, we could solve this. (laughs) We fixed it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I've also been going back through episodes a lot and preparing yeah. my ebook, which if yeah. anyone's interested, gaining momentum, poems, parenting, and a podcast is available on my website starting today, March 3rd. Yes. My website is in the show notes, but it is abiolaregan.com. So if you want to check it out, you can see some more fruits of our labor coming together and just how much this podcast has helped me hone my writing and find my voice. And I think that's one of the things that I really took away from our first season, Mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about taking up space was finding my voice and getting comfortable, like literally with my voice, because we spend so much time like listening to ourselves (laughs) (laughs) in the edit and stuff where before I used to cringe if I hear my voice and now I don't care. Yeah. You get over that pretty quick, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I really liked reminiscing about our friendship origin story. I know me too. It's just like, I don't know if you do that a lot in friendships, especially long-term friendships. You just sort of, you're just friends and you've known each other forever. Well, it's like the known, it's the known. So you don't like revisit it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun, like hearing your impressions of it, my impressions Mm -hmm. of it, 
and how similar they were, which makes sense because we are often very similar in how we see things (laughs) and often sharing brains. But yeah, yeah, I love that. I loved our conversations on race and racism Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like the vulnerability that, because I think both of us um, are used to be anyway, Mm -hmm. way back in the pre gaining momentum days. Yeah. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. used to be I think a little bit uncomfortable bearing our vulnerability for other people to see for sure. Yeah. And I'm definitely way more comfortable with that now. And I think like mm-hmm. recording those episodes on race and racism definitely helped get me there. Yeah, absolutely. I have stuff to say about that too. That's a highlight for me in season one also. Um, and I know we're talking mostly episodes, but I also really liked our mini sode that we did for the gender episodes. Yeah. Um, when we listened to the podcast, they and us. Yes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that podcast. And then I also really liked our mental health conversations because I think both mental health and race and racism sparked a lot of conversations in my personal life with people who I wouldn't necessarily talk to about those topics regularly. Yeah. That's amazing. We have a lot of overlap, I think in our highlights. Shocker. Shocker. (laughs) I know. Are you stunned? Hit me with your best shot. Why are we all 80s in our references today? I don't know. It's a a retrospective. We got to get retrospective. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I when I was thinking about season one, like what like immediately floats to the surface, the reality is just like that experience of of doing like canning a first episode Mm -hmm. was like all of the things. It was liberating. It was terrifying. It was it felt super at at once, super comfortable and super uncomfortable. Mm hmm. And just like, there was something very liberating about the recognition, like, oh, we can, we can do this. Yeah. We can facilitate a conversation. It could be like, even if it was like you and I were maybe the only ones that would ever hear it, (laughs) you know, it felt like there's continuity. We had like a plan. There was a conversation. It was compelling in my perspective. And then like, there's all the technical parts, right. That Mm -hmm. folks don't, don't see and don't maybe know about that go into like putting, putting a show together, um, which like, you know, a lot more than I do, about. (laughs) you do all of our kind of our tech editing, but just like, oh, it worked. Like we record it, it saved like, yeah. And like, and then like you were able to edit and we know how to like, put it out there. Like, oh, there's a thing that's out there now. And we made it totally. And just like knowing the, like, yeah. Like the, it, not, uh, the industry, right? Like mm-hmm. how, where do you, what platforms do you use? How do you mm-hmm. like all of that learning in the very like early moments? Yeah. That was like huge and like totally like important moving forward in any other like projects or yeah. you know, things that, that, you know, we might be doing. Um, so that really jumped out definitely. Like I just, I'll ref- I want to reiterate that put two-parter on race and racism, white supremacy, white privilege and parenting. Mm-hmm. I think that those were like, it's not enough to say they were important conversations. Like mm-hmm. what I think, what I feel like those were and what I did hear from folks were yes, vulnerable, yes, mm-hmm. uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but also modeling in something that is possible, right? Like mm-hmm. we can, we can do, we can have relationships in the way that you and I have a relationship mm-hmm. and we can chew on the things that are hard to chew on. Yeah can sit in that discomfort and we can also acknowledge and recognize and respect the difference in our experiences mm-hmm. um, because of who we are and mm-hmm. what that means for us as parents. And I think like there are lots of folks out there that are having those discussions, but I was proud of the way that we had that discussion and what it may be, how it may be encouraged conversations in other people's lives. And, mm-hmm. and also like, I remember when we were talking about coming into that and I'm sure we were imperfect in some of our, th- of course. Like, you know, always we are, but, mm-hmm. um, we really wanted it to be because what we wanted gaining momentum to be is like some, like a, a modeling of like community and like that we can together do hard things, right. Yes. Not to borrow too much from Glennon Doyle, but <laughs> yeah. So that I'm, I was really proud of that. And mm-hmm in a lot of ways, like when folks are like, what's your podcast about? I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. still the episodes that I'm like, like if somebody was like, what should I like, there's lots, what should I start with? I'm Mm -hmm. still compelled to be like, start with those. Yeah. Cause they, they're sort of like foundational around, like we talk about a lot of different things, but like all roads, not all roads, but many roads lead back to that as like a core value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was big. And you said it already too, like the through line of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, totally. In all of the things, including mm-hmm. mental health, which was like a big 
highlight for me out of that first season is that we Mm -hmm. set a precedent around like how frank and vulnerable and open that you and I, you know, would be about our own mental health and particularly Mm -hmm. in the context of parenting, I think normalizing that struggle, even outside of like a global pandemic yes, is fundamental. And like, there is something that is like, I hope liberating for other people hearing you and I like be very frank about like where we're at and how we're feeling and how we're doing. And yeah. that, like, we're still good parents. We still love our kids. We're still good people. <laughs> like yeah. we're still valuable, you know, yeah. all those things and like sitting in that for sure. So those are some of my highlights. Oh, the other one that I really jumped out was the two-part conversation that we had with Joannis Ogilvy. Well, that was season two. Was it? Yeah. Oops. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, we didn't do any. We didn't do any uh, interviews. Season but you one know was all last. We didn't have guests yet. You're right. Oh my goodness. See, this is like, it's all blending together for me. You know what popped up though for me is that I had forgotten about the episode on friending while parents. Okay, yeah. And I actually like, I don't know how I forgot about it because I think that was also a really powerful conversation. It linked to like lots of those other pieces, but mm-hmm. it also linked to like, you know, like you and I and our origin story and like what friendship is and what it mm-hmm. means and how it evolves um, and the role that it plays in your life as you like move through new stages and phases and that, you know, like all roads can lead back to like those you love, even if it changes and it morphs. So yeah. That was another, another highlight for me for sure. Oh, Nice. Do you want to tell us what our season two episodes were since now we're getting into the twinness of it? Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. Like, yeah, we're just going to push it right forward. So let's uh, let's do a quick review of what we explored in season two. We started the season with a two-part discussion on aging and mortality and death and dying, which mm-hmm. was... Anyway, I won't get into my highlights, but spoiler <laughs> alert, it's your your dad and Susan were definitely one of them for me. And I want to note that season two is where we just took the leap into like bringing other people into our conversations, mm-hmm. which apparently I forgot because I just cited it. <laughs> but um, that was like a big deal, right? It was yeah, like, oh, for sure. A little bit of a, it's, it's a t- real shift in um, practice and in pace and in preparation. Mm-hmm that so that like pushed us in a new way to like um yeah like grow our skills and grow like what we were doing mm-hmm. um so I'm really proud of that coming out of that season so yeah so we we started the season with the aging and mortality we then had our first person that we didn't know on the yeah. pod uh, yeah. which was Heather from Happy Kids Kitchen and we talked about cooking and culture and food and kids and family uh and all of those really rich things um and lots of threads with other things that we'd already talked about mm-hmm. then we talked with Joannis right yes that was um, a two-parter it was another two-parter a really powerful conversation another spoiler alert I've already highlighted it as a highlight <laughs> about family histories and the importance of storytelling and decolonizing our minds and our, um, our practices, our practices around how we understand families and Mm -hmm. think about families and our, and our family histories. We talked about in an, in the next episode, parenting in the digital age, which was like an exploration of like what it means to be a parent in this moment where kids are like wired and, um, connected all the time and like how we're managing, how we're approaching that. And what I loved about that was that we, we have different approaches in that Mm -hmm. space. And so that Mm -hmm. was kind of one of the first times that like, we, we do things a little bit differently and it was interesting to explore that together. We talked with Astrid Ainsley uh, in the next episode that we, where we focused on queer parenthood and diverse families. Yeah, that was a great conversation. And following that, we looked at, we had a conversation with Megan and Gray, and we were talking about neurodiversity and families. And um, we had a beautiful conversation that um, kind of threaded different parts of the experience that folks were in with their kids and mm-hmm. um, just really kind of like, uh, did some good unlearning around, um, how we think and, uh, think about and sort of make space for that kind of diversity. Yeah. And how we talk about it. Exactly. And how we talk about it and how we frame it, which was really, really great. And that's always our goal is to kind of unpack and see like, where can we do better as families and communities? Yeah. We talked in the next episode with Grace on anti-Asian racism, uh, which was a timely conversation in terms of like things that were happening in the world and that continue to be happening. Yeah. Um, so another really beautiful anti-racism conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, difficult for sure, but mm-hmm. also so much grace that Grace brought to that <laughs> discussion. 
And then we had the, an episode kind of wrapping out that season, which was kind of a fun one where we looked at entertainment and shows and stuff that we have loved and mm-hmm. like what holds up and what doesn't and how do we deal yeah. with that? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Like the content we consumed as kids and I, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about, yeah, like season finales. I remember mentioning Dawson's Creek because I will always find an opportunity to bring up Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Go ahead. This is your episode. <laughs> your, what would you call it? Every episode annually. Uh, this is my seasonal Joshua Jackson non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, like that was a big season. I remember us wanting to trying to figure out how to navigate the gaining momentum space with guests, because especially with people who we didn't know, and we're so lucky that all those people said yes and agreed to like share their time with us. I'm just, I'm still like flabbergasted and honored. And I still, um, I still reflect on a lot of those conversations. So all the time. I'm glad yeah. that the podcast will continue on for people to go back and listen to and new people to discover and for absolutely. us to share with our kids too. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you say that it's like, there's all these, there's milestones throughout this journey that where I was like, Oh, we're real podcasters now. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. Cause it brought a broader perspective to what we were doing here Yeah, and every guest was just so generous, gracious, gracious, mm-hmm. and, and knowledgeable. Totally. And like, just so like they all like brought and shared their knowledge with us and like, you know, some conversations revealed blind spots, some conversations, um, Mm -hmm. encouraged us to up our games, some conversations, Mm -hmm. maybe talked about topics that we just hadn't thought to think about before. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Totally. And I was like, I kept thinking like, as we start kept, you know, continued to have guests, like how do we keep lucking out that like these mm-hmm. people that we're talking to are like so knowledgeable, so gracious, so interesting, and like seem to also be so on brand for like what we think we're, we're trying to do here. Like somehow there was always a, like threads were like threading and beautifully like braiding. And yeah. And then I was like, okay, we I could be like, Oh, how did we manage this? And like, well, it wasn't we, like they just like rocked it out of nowhere. Like we yes, found people totally. who we thought would be a good fit for the show. And we asked yes. them. Thank you. And yeah. Yeah. We took big swings. We took big swings and that's kind of where I was going with that. I'm like, okay, well, it's not accidental that like, it just kind of worked <laughs> out and like the conversations were meaningful oh, and they, microphone come from? Yeah, what are they like, questions? that's so like <laughs> gross to be like, I don't know how we did good at this. Um, <laughs> we worked hard is what we did. Totally. And I, and I just wanted to like acknowledge that too. Like it wasn't accidental. Like that was like intentional and that ca- became a theme as we moved into like our next season. Yeah. And I think even just in terms of, like it wasn't accidental, the people that we had on, but mm-hmm. every guest brought so much more than we'd even hoped for. Totally. That's it too. And it was like, blew us away, like just brought their A game, had like so much more depth than like we could have even known in mm-hmm. like, even, even folks that we know, we know well, like, mm-hmm. and then we, cause even like with your dad and Susan, like it's your dad, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and Susan, you know them really well, but like, arguably like they brought a depth to that conversation that was like, yeah. I mean, for me, it was a highlight, even though it was the first episode, it was like a highlight for so many different reasons. It really got me thinking about like my own perspectives around mortality mm-hmm. and like how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like they just held that space so beautifully, like through yeah. that conversation. That was one of my highlights too. Um, I thought you were going to maybe mention them. So I was thinking just even in terms of the perspectives that it gave me, yeah. and I'm actually like really proud of the poem that I wrote for that episode. Yeah. And I've like fine-tuned and I know I keep talking about my ebook, but I'm also just no, really excited plug it, to get out the same day as this I episode. I know, I'm so excited. Yes. But yeah, the poem I wrote called Right Here, Right Now. And it's just kind yeah. of a conversation with an imagined conversation with my child of all the yeah. things that I want yeah. to tell him and teach him and just the concept of time and how there isn't enough to be able to do everything that I want to do with him. Yeah, you're choking me up. And I wouldn't, if, the, if we didn't have that conversation, I wouldn't have gone to that place and been able to create that piece of work. Yeah, I just got like full body chills like head to toe like feeling emotional I remember (laughs) hearing that poem for the first time and it kind of had the same impact I I know it sounds like you've refined and like done some tweaking but um just the concept everything that you just laid out there oh like like, that's just like the universal humanity of being a person in the world Mm -hmm. like what are we doing here and what are we doing with our time and Mm -hmm. um it's like the biggest existential question right and like how what does that mean in terms of like being a parent and like having these kids in the world as well. Oh, it just is like, <laughs> it's not a bad feeling at all. No, it's just a big feeling. It's a big feeling. I can't even really put my finger on it. It just, it makes me feel small, but also really big and important all at the same time. Yeah. You know? Q, Q tear break. 
I know <laughs> small and big and important. Uh, did you have other highlights from that season? Well, I think this would be a good time to talk about Chuanis Ogilvy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to circle back. <laughs> yeah. Clearly like that one's been on my mind because like, as a like full three season run, it mm-hmm. like really comes to the surface as a highlight episode. And then we also had another conversation with Chuanis in season three. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, it was just like, again, somebody that we didn't know that was like mm-hmm. incredibly generous with us mm-hmm. and just a really powerful, thoughtful, important conversation. And again, just, I had a lot of pride coming out of that conversation that like, we got to put that into the world for other mm-hmm. folks to take in. So I hope people took from it what I did. <laughs> yeah. And I also just love that. That's like, I like to and I check in with each other every few mm-hmm. months. And so that's mm-hmm. like somebody that I have in my life that I feel really excited and like happy and lucky to have in my life that if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't because she's yeah. just like so warm and lovely and caring. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We left all of those conversations, like feeling like we know each other in a deep way. And like, this mm-hmm. is not somebody that we knew at all. Right. Like, yeah. prior to, so I think that's a, that's testament to witness though, as somebody who can like make that happen, like mm-hmm. kind of makes you feel very seen and like, like you're in deep connection, you know? And another highlight for me was our conversation with Heather from happy kids kitchen, because my child and I are still cooking from her cookbook often. And she's also a really good follow on Instagram because I really like the way that she talks about food and the way that she frames your relationship with it and to doing like cooking with your kids and like creating things with them. Cause Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like, that could be a very aspirational exclusionary space, Yeah, but she's very good at like bringing people together around the table and saying like, you know, this is what I'm doing. Do what you can do and whatever you can do is great. Exactly. Like it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be all done up. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Like the fact that you're showing up at all is amazing. And I love that. You're so right. Like Heather does an amazing job of just like being very grounded and welcoming and accessible. Right. Yeah. So if if anyone um, isn't following her yet, follow her on Instagram at heather.happykidskitchen. I'll put it up on the gram at some point, but thanks Heather. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was a, that was a highlight for me too. Another highlight that comes to mind was our conversation with Astrid Ainsley. Again, it sort of yep. is, I knew you're going to say that. So I left it off my list. Yeah. It's sort of <laughs> similar to me for me, like around like Chawinis or like our conversations around race and racism, where it's like, I feel really excited and, and like honored when we get to put something out that maybe folks can learn from, that they can like take something from, that they can expand their worldview in a way that maybe makes it a little bigger, a little broader, a little more human. Um, and I kind of felt that way about that conversation. And then the, ad- the additional layer of their hilarious, adorable little daughter, like being <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, taking, taking over and interrupting and like, it's just like so perfect, perfectly imperfect, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I love that. I loved that conversation. And I love that we, again, got to put that out into the world. Yeah. And we had a lot of really great feedback and it just sparked different conversations in our lives as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just think Astrid and Ainsley are awesome. Like they're yeah, just absolutely. like, yeah, like they're really candid, really giving, and, generous um, again. and very, like they kept it really real, which I appreciated. Totally. And again, like really important to note that with our guests, like it was all about consent, like what they yeah. were comfortable, yeah. where they were comfortable going and sharing. And, but that's why I think like these episodes are so powerful because if maybe some folks don't have access to that in their world or like folks are not, you know, like consenting to share, you know, some of that, that deep personal stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is completely their prerogative. Um, this is an offering, right? Like yeah. an offering to folks um, to be able to engage with it. And I also felt the same way when we spoke to Grace because, you know, it was huge in the headlines, anti-Asian racism and at the time of that episode, but it's like, it's constant and it hadn't gone away just because it's not like in the headlines of every newspaper anymore. And so I think that's also an important episode to revisit. And I also, what I really liked about talking to Grace was just finding intersectionality in our allyship of one another, like across different races, across different cultures, and just like the idea of showing up for each other. Yeah, for sure. I think that episode was as much about intersectionality as it was like the topic at hand, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that conversation was a really, well, Grace is just like, so smart and like thoughtful Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all the things. Um, But like, 
you know, even the way in which Grace was like, you know, advocating and showing allyship, you know, for other communities, mm-hmm. um, whether that's like racialized communities or queer communities or indigenous communities, like just really recognizing what that, you know, what intersectionality means in our lives and what allyship means in mm-hmm. across across that intersectional experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. So thanks, Grace. Thanks, Grace. To all of our guests from season two. And I have one other highlight that's like, yeah, (laughs) I appreciated how we talked about Cameo so much throughout the season. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Cameo. We were obsessed with Cameo for a second there. Oh, my goodness. Cameo had a real moment culturally, but it didn't ever have a cultural GM moment. (laughs) Seriously, for anyone who doesn't remember, Cameo is like this service where you can hire celebrities to leave messages or like videotape messages or like voice messages for people in your lives. And Megan and I were like obsessed with finding out who's on Cameo. How much do they charge? What's their turnaround time? What does it mean for their career? How is Kevin from the office making a million dollars a year off Cameo? (laughs) Totally. And then like, most importantly, I feel like I don't know if it led to this outcome, but maybe informed this outcome or maybe not entirely. But when you actually received a cameo oh, yeah, from Percy Weasley, yes, <laughs> that was like the cherry on top. I was like, oh, my goodness. Could, this is like just really coming full circle. I haven't. You know, it's so funny, though, like since that time. Haven't really thought about cameo that much. <laughs> That's so funny. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like when I was going through all of our stuff yeah. and trying to figure out like what my key moments and stuff were. And I was yeah. like, I literally, since the last time we said cameo and gaining momentum, I think that yeah. must have just been like all my curiosity was satisfied. And I have not thought about it or spoken yeah. about it. Till like we today. got it out of our system. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's funny because I just assume I'm like, oh, cameo's probably gone under. Cause if I'm if I'm done with it, isn't everybody? I'm not paying attention. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, now I'm gonna get back on it because now I remember. <laughs> Well, before you get back on Cameo, do you want to talk about season three? Yes, let's do it. And for one last time, we have this week's Momentum shout out. Meg, do you want to kick us off? I sure do. So we wanted to shout out all of you this week on our last episode of Gaining Momentum. We are so grateful that you have become a part of our community, mm-hmm. that you showed up in these conversations, that you, you know, let us live in your earbuds or your phones or in your car or wherever it might be, and that you hang out with us when you can. You know, we, we do say like, oh, even if this would have just been you and I, it would have been worth it. To be fair, it has been much richer, (laughs) a much richer experience uh, with the community that we have here. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for providing feedback, for answering our Instagram polls and letting us know what you think and how you do things in your home. Thank you for making us better parents by sharing your lives with us and allowing us to share what's going on in our lives and the things that matter to us. And thank you for this, these three seasons. It's a lot. And we are just really grateful that you stuck with us. And if you're just finding us now, welcome. And we want to make sure we make space to give a massive shout out to Catherine Katia and Evan Dysart. Yes. Catherine created and designed our podcast logo, which we still love so much to this day. Totally. And Evan wrote, produced, and performed all of the music that you hear in the Gaining Momentum podcast. Generous. Thank you so much to both of them. If you want to know any more information about either of them, please check our show notes for their websites and how you can access their art. Thank you. three episodes oh that's our current season okay we're, oh my god it's Ooh, like we're I just it. got like a flutter we're getting towards the end I know uh, okay anyways holding it together at least long enough to be able to talk about yeah keep it t- we're not there yet we're yeah. not there yet okay <laughs> so season three this season that we are currently in slash ending mm-hmm. we started off with back to school yep and talking about yeah sending our kids back to school and managing our expectations around it and managing their expectations mm-hmm. we talked about being one and done so having one child Ooh, yeah and making choice of one child and then just pack it up pack it in let me begin and then we spoke with twinness again reckoning mm-hmm. with reconciliation yep we spoke to your cousin caitlin and mm-hmm. um, talking about being a parent who's working on the front line of the pandemic yep we spoke between the two of us had a pretty personal conversation about body image yep We spoke about bullying and peer relationships, and you were lucky enough to share with us your vast um, (laughs) occupational knowledge on the subject. (laughs) 
And then we spoke to Thaddeus and Patrick about fatherhood, which was, I think, the first time we had any male guests, male identifying guests on the pod. Your your dad, I think. But oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but but outside of that, one hundred percent. Um, and then we spoke with Vanessa from Mintworthy mm-hmm. about money and finances, which yes. was awesome. Which I'm still like thinking about and talking about and like rocking my out world. my cheat sheet from that conversation. <laughs> yes. Then you and I spoke about anger and frustration, which I've actually yeah. received a lot of feedback on that conversation. It hit at the right moment for a lot of people. Yeah, good. I'm glad. And then we spoke to Michael Moore from Brain Candy TV mm-hmm. and Monique Pereira, the children's book author, to talk about educational kids entertainment. Yep. And then we spoke with Christine from Riley Cidery to talk about entrepreneurship. And that brings us to here. To where we are now, the retrospective. Oh my goodness. I just like, I'm a little overwhelmed by like going through all three of those seasons and like, just like I was the other day or the last few days, as I've been like doing my prep for this episode, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little overwhelming. Do you find? Yeah. I don't know if it's just like, if I've like vaguely dissociated from my body a little bit, so it doesn't (laughs) quite feel real. Like it's not you. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I like, I don't know. I don't really have like a ton of feels at the moment. I think it's mm-hmm. just was like, okay, like this is what I need to do to get ready for the episode. So I'm going to do these things mm-hmm. to get ready for the episode. And like, yeah. yeah, we like, we've kicked ass and we've like created a really cool thing and it's awesome. And mm-hmm. I don't think until it's like all like tied up in a bow at the end and yeah. we put the episode out. Cause yeah. like right now I'm like, okay, we're having this conversation, but like, you know, still need to edit it. Still need yeah. to, still need we're to do still like our Instagram GM. promo. Like yes. it's still, we're still in the regular mix yeah. of creating the show. Yeah, totally. You're right. Yeah. I, I hear that at this. And at the same time, as I'm listening to it pile up, mm-hmm. it's starting to feel real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been interesting. Like uh, my whole family listens to the podcast. I feel like this is maybe the one thing that we all agree on listening to. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'm right? excited about that. That's co- that's great and complex, I would argue, because we talk about a lot of like deep kind of personal reflections and mm-hmm. like, you know, there's been occasions in our conversations where we're pulling on our childhoods and our mm-hmm. fam- thinking about our fa- our own family structures and all those pieces. So I think that's like pretty powerful that they're listening. And yeah, it's almost like it's not a... I wouldn't call it an audio journal, but in some ways it is, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like our, I don't know what you would call it, our paired or partnered audio journal that like we <laughs> we frame with topics and the things that are important to us and discussions we want to have. But like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like get pretty deep. An audio scrapbook. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way of putting it. Do you have already, like when thinking about season three though, like our, I know we're still in it. Yeah. But are there already highlights that sort of jump out? For sure. I loved our fatherhood episode. Well, me too. I feel like we're going to overlap a lot. (laughs) But part of it for me was because I've known Thaddeus and Patrick both for so long, but like the depth of that conversation, it allowed me to see a different side from what I normally see when I'm just interacting with them. And I think it's really cool. Anytime you can see a different side of somebody that you've known for a long time. Yeah. I was also a favorite moment for me as well, probably because it was like the first time that you know, we were, we talk a lot about parenthood in general. We mm-hmm. tend to lean, lean or lean toward talking about motherhood because we're mothers. We identify in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to like kind of capture like a more nuanced and really beautiful conversation around fatherhood, especially from two people who, um, yeah, that are, that had like some differences of perspective and experience, but also mm-hmm. just like beautifully woven in terms of like what their experiences were and are and are becoming, yeah. um, was really lovely. I felt like that was another moment, you know, I just like, there's been a few moments where I feel like honor, like Mm -hmm. I feel like honored to be like witnessing Mm -hmm. a conversation. And I I felt that in that conversation for sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Join us again. Yeah. I'm really, really proud of that episode that we did on reckoning Mm -hmm. with reconciliation. Totally. And that I think that sparked a lot of conversations in the gaining momentum community. Yeah. Um, Cause when I look at the numbers, it's our most played episode of the season. Yeah. That's great. So I'm like, thank you everybody to listening to that. And I hope that you will invite other people to listen, to get ideas of what you should be doing and to just figure out how to have that conversation. Yeah. And I, it surprises me actually, and maybe is encouraging that it, it did resonate in the way that it did, because, you know, that episode was coming on the heels of, and the ongoing, uh, you know, uh, reality in this country of, you know, I, I don't call them discoveries because we've known they were there and mm-hmm. we know that these histories are real. Um, but the, the, on, the 
violence of residential schools that has become so apparent in the last few months. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of encouraging to me that people were like seeking a way of engaging with that discussion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. So thank you again to Chuanis for your time time. and your honesty Mm -hmm. and your perspective. Yeah. And just like, yeah, sharing and doing more work than you needed to, frankly. Totally. The generosity is like not lost on us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, also money and finances. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Uh, thank you to Vanessa at Mintworthy yeah. because yeah, money, I mean, obviously it's very important in our society. You can't mm-hmm. shy away from it. And even if you don't talk yeah. about it, it's still, it's still a part of our day to day. Yeah. And so that's like one of the things that I felt ill-equipped to prepare my child for. Cause I don't feel yeah. like I have very like great financial literacy. Well, I didn't before that conversation, yeah, financial right literacy you. and comfort, um, and knowledge, but now I'm getting better as a result of that conversation. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about it more often in my household and I'm talking about it with my child more. And I yeah. think that can only help them. Yeah, absolutely. And I just keep chiming in. Cause like I'm overlapping a lot with my, <laughs> um, that was a, for me too a highlight. Um, all of the same reasons that you just said, even like, it was interesting. Cause even you and I had some, like for some insider info, like, you know, we had some not challenges, but like, you know, we had some back and forth about how do we approach like co- this conversation on money and finances mm-hmm. and like what feels comfortable and what doesn't. And like, how do we like weave our values into that conversation as well? And, yeah. Like, and what's like too much to ask of our guest who's already giving so much. Yeah. And like, there's complexity when we talk about anything, but like with money and finances, there's certainly like some vulnerability and some complexity there. Mm-hmm. But I, that conversation revolutionized the, my, my family's approach to finances. I'm not kidding. Like it was like a real wake up call for me uh, personally. Like we hadn't been tracking our spending. We hadn't been like working off of a proper budget, like that Mm -hmm. we set out and revisit. And my kids didn't have bank accounts yet. Mm -hmm. And now I'm very proud to say, and I hope Vanessa is proud that all of those things are now in place. Good for you. I don't know that we're like, you know, like killing it yet and like doing everything great, but like, we're definitely on the road to being very more, much more conscious of like where our money's going and wow. like how we're, yeah. And so that was like, I hundred percent attribute that like motivation to that conversation. Cause I was like, okay, I got to get it together. Like, well, cause she made it feel doable. Totally. That's exactly it. And it was like, oh, okay. Like the things that have been barriers that make me feel like an elephant sitting on my chest, like they're, mm-hmm. they don't have to be, it's just mm-hmm. about like reframing it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then my kid, like getting him a bank account and like, now he's like, you know, on an allowance program. And like, oh wow. like I took, we took the like advice around child tax benefit and stuff going into that account and then using it for, oh my gosh, Megan, I feel like we have to get a hold of Vanessa and tell her all of this. I know we need I to know. tag her in this episodes so that she is aware because that's huge. But even just those few little things in that discussion, like really mm-hmm. changed the way that we're approaching our money. So thank you big time to Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, also huge for me was talking about anger and frustration. Mm-hmm. And just like, cause we went there and it felt really good. Yep. It was cathartic for sure. I have a few that we haven't touched on. Okay. Getting Michael Moore, the brain candy. Creator, oh yeah. That was one of mine too. For to sure. Come and talk to us was like, felt like a really big deal. And like, it's one of those moments again, where it was like, not somebody we know, like no, we didn't have no. a lot of background info. It could have been like really not aligned, like in terms yeah. of like what the tone could have been with like what we do here and the kinds of conversations we have, but like just beautifully, once again, like fell and in, clicked into place and in, like yeah. this really beautiful way. And he was just like such a generous, kind, like lovely person to talk to. So it definitely, I wouldn't have thought it would be a highlight if I would have like looked at the season, like breakdown, mm-hmm. but it totally was. And because again, bring candy TV is on in my house all of the time. Yeah. And so like that gave me like some cool cred points with my kid. No kidding. I already felt great about letting my kid watch bring candy TV, but mm-hmm. then just knowing a little bit about the, the creative mind yeah. behind it. I was just like, sweet. We're like totally on board. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It was really, really encouraging to know that. And now I'm like, yeah. And also just like, you're somebody who's also like creating content. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I imagine there's like interest in like hearing about how other creatives are going about that work. Yes. That was part of my other highlight. Cause on the flip side of that one, uh, I was talking to Monique Pereira and so like, that was like really good for me because I'm also working on a children's book. Yes. And so just like hearing about her creative process and 
just preparing to send my book out into the world, it was awesome to have that conversation with a peer. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I want to make sure I don't skip over any other highlights that you might have, but I was going to push us to. No, I'm good. That was, those are all my highlights. I'm done. Bye. What I think is also helpful about talking through is that like, if folks have missed any of those episodes, definitely would love it. If, you know, people head back in the catalog, you may have joined us maybe Mm -hmm. just in season three. Um, Abby, you already mentioned it, but like, I think the conversations that we've had over the last year and a half, they they're all, they're all still very relevant. Mm -hmm. They're all still very timely. Um, I would Mm -hmm. argue they're not dated. Um, so even though we, our references might be, but totally. Uh, yeah but they were at the time our current events weren't (laughs) yeah that's true we were never current um (laughs) yeah because the podcast might be ending but the community isn't no exactly yeah thanks I'm glad that you said that so we also wanted to do a little bit of like an interview of each other we yeah wanted to ask each other some questions and questions that you know usually just for background info Abby and I um do the episode outlines together and we know like we're in agreement and we like know what questions are coming well this is a little bit Mm -hmm. different We've, we've switched it up and we're, we're going to ask each other some questions that we don't know that we've planned for. Yeah. And so Megan has not seen my questions. I have not seen hers. Would you, do you want to go first or do you want to answer first? Uh, I will answer first. Okay. So the first longer form question is if there were to be a future season of gaining momentum, Mm -hmm. what three topics would you want to discuss? Ooh, good question. Fertility. Mm-hmm. And to talk about like struggles with fertility, um, taboo, like sort of like stigma around fertility stuff. I would love to have that conversation. Um, I would want to talk about trauma. Ooh, yeah, I know. Right. I'm, intri- I'm intriguing you. Yeah. I would love to talk about trauma and what it means for mm-hmm. people in their parenting and how mm-hmm. it, how it shows up, how it, um, shapes, how it, how it's managed and how it's lived in, in all those ways. Oh, that, see that one, I feel like would need to be a two-parter because there's just so many different types of trauma. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you and I never went here because we were trying to be very respectful of like our partner's privacy, Mm -hmm. but I, I do have an itch that needs scratching around like talking about relationships. Yes. But yeah, I think that would be I still think there's something there like to talk about Mm because I think it's universal. I think we're all sitting in our relationships and making our way and have our challenges and our bright spots. But, um, I think that would have been good or could be good down the road. So fertility, trauma and relationships and parenting. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. I kind of want to ask you, but I know that's not what we're doing. We don't have time, but anyway, I want to be like, (laughs) what about you? Okay. Do you want to go back and forth? Sure. Okay. What was your biggest fear starting a podcast? Putting myself out there. Yeah. I was like very uncomfortable. I'm very, like, I think I said it like every episode of the first season, I'm a very private person. (laughs) And so just like sharing details about my life. And I think honestly, now that I look back, it was the idea of opening myself up to judgment and ridicule. Mm, Yeah. I think that's what the fear of like putting myself out there was really about. Yeah. That's Um, real. Because I wasn't comfortable in my voice yet, Mm -hmm. but now I am. So take it or leave it. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's, I mean, if nothing else, like, holy shit. Right. Like that's massive. Oh, for sure. That's huge. Ugh. Okay. I won't cry yet. Anyway, you got another question for me. (laughs) (laughs) I do. So what's something you've learned about yourself that you didn't know before the advent of gaining momentum? That is good. What is something I learned that I didn't know about yourself? Yeah. About myself. I learned that I I'm capable of wearing many hats at the same time, which was like, a f- like when we talk about fear, mm-hmm. like that probably, that was like probably where some of my fear lived was like, I don't know if I can do this all like at the same time. Right. But that I can't, I am capable and that when it's worthwhile and when it matters, mm-hmm. I am capable of making it all work. Good for you. That's a great thing to learn that you're capable. That's my big takeaway from it. The question but- is, is if you continue to make it work. Right. If it's a lot, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. And for that, like 18 months or whatever, 20 months moment in time, yeah, it was, it was worth the sacrifice. 120%. It was absolutely. Okay. Can I ask you another question? Of course. Okay. This, I, I just, I'm curious. I want to know. So it's okay. like, what was the most difficult thing about doing the podcast with me or just generally? Hmm. 
I think in the beginning, mm-hmm. it was just like, how do we do this? What are we doing? Should we be doing this? Yeah. Can we do this? But then once we got into the groove of it, I think it just came down to the te- technical aspect yeah. where I just felt like I felt like I had to be on my game because if I don't edit an episode, then we don't have an episode and the podcast doesn't come out. Yeah. And so like, I felt like the pressure of that a little bit, but it was most like, it was pressure I put on myself. You never put that on me. Oh, good. Okay. But yeah. So I think like that was sort of the hard thing where I was like, I got to meet this target. So whatever's going on, I got to find time to make this happen. Yeah. That's hard. That's super hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and can I just say, I mean, we'll do all of our like blubbering thank yous, but like my, (laughs) the amount of, I hope it's been like excruciatingly clear the level of gratitude that I have about the part of this that you took on, um, that I wasn't prepared to take on, which was the, the technical part that takes folks that don't make podcasts, just a heads up. It takes a ton of time to do the editing and to like put it together so that there's like a product, right. So that there's an episode that makes sense. And that is nice to listen to all those things. So it's just really important that people know, like the amount of labor that goes into that part. And I knew it. And I was like, to the point of like, where I'm like, uh, like concerned about equity, right? Like, because it's, it's such a massive amount of labor and I had have, and have like just tremendous gratitude that you took that on in this partnership partnership because honestly if you if you had and I don't know that we like we probably wouldn't have been able to do what we did here well thank you for saying that well I mean it it's true (laughs) there is no podcast without you taking that part on okay I have one more interview question for you hit me you ready yeah what are you the most proud of yourself for in terms of the gaining momentum journey wow like a lot I would say, but beyond the podcast, I feel like we've built a community in this thing that we've done. Yeah. And that is like, that's actually beyond what my expectations were for this project to really see like that community, like emerge um, and get feedback each week and like hear from people that like this resonated with me or, you know, like that was like, like not just not from an ego perspective, but like, oh, this is, this is resonating and it's meaningful for people mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There's enough, there's not enough words to put to that, that way that that feels. I agree with you on that. Okay. Should we go rapid fire? Sure. I'll do all of my rapid fire and then you do all of your rapid fire. Okay. Okay. Like first thing that comes to mind. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Your kid is struggling with something socially or emotionally. What's the very first thought that goes through your mind? How can I help him? Oh, good. Good one. You're a good parent. Um, (laughs) Mine might be different if I'm honest. Your proudest moment of yourself as a parent? Showing up. Nice. Proudest moment of your kid as a parent? That he is finding out who he is and being who he is in every day. Oh, you're going to start to make me cry now. We're not there yet. Uh, (laughs) Give me a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life as a parent that brings you joy. Oh, that brings me joy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Ordinary snapshot in my life as a parent that brings me joy. Yeah. My child making a joke. Yes. I love that. What's the best thing your kid could say about you when they're grown? That she cared and I knew it. Oh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. That's beautiful. Like literally I'm actually starting to cry. Um, Okay. What's something that you do as a parent that you never thought you would? Uh, I don't know. Lose my patience so much. Oh, yes. That's real. We talk about that a lot. Um, we've talked about this in the past, but what's your current parenting superpower? My current parenting superpower is laughing. Nice. And last question. Who's your favorite podcasting partner that you've ever had? Uh, that's gotta be <laughs> oof, Nicole Byer. <laughs> I'm going to go with one Megan. <laughs> Thanks. Imagine it wasn't. <laughs> I just pick one of our guests. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Hit me. I, I don't know. Mine are whatever. Mine are what they I are. I don't care. I love it. Okay. What is your go-to self-care activity? Uh, watching TV. What are you more comfortable talking to your kids about race or gender? Race. Which celebrity would be your dream gaining momentum guest? Ooh. Gabrielle Union. Oh, that was mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Which episode brought you the most out of your comfort zone? Money. Which episode have you listened to the most? The race and racism part two-parter. Okay. So now that you know exactly what the pod is, what title would you give it if it wasn't gaining momentum? Oh, that's such a good question. (gasps) That's such a good question. Honestly, like gaining momentum is pretty spot on. 
but I'm pretty proud of us coming up with that one. Like, it's like kind of a testament to like our vision and like how that vision was realized because we came up with that title with that in our mind. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I feel like that's kind of what we did, you know, as we went through and did this project. Okay. I have two little, two more for you. Okay. If the podcast were a movie, which movie would it be? First thing that comes from fastest movie, uh, bring it on. Yes. I love that. And who would play you in the movie of gaining momentum? Um, somebody told me the other day that, you know, the new movie on Netflix, it's called uh, being Anna or something about the, oh yeah. Uh, inventing, inventing Anna? Anna. I actually listened to a really great podcast that was about that story, but anyway, it's called fake heiress. If anyone's interested, rapid, rapid okay. fire, rapid uh, sorry. fire. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Julie. Uh, she's from, Oh, Julia Garner. Yeah. Somebody told me that she looks like me the other day, which was like the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Uh, <laughs> so maybe her. Okay. I want to know yours. Um, who would play me in the movie of gaining momentum? Yeah. Uh, who would play me in the movie of gaining momentum? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say Keisha Knight Pullum from, from, she was like Rudy on the Cosby show. <laughs> I was going to say Gabrielle <laughs> Union, but anyway, I mean, come on. I wish. No, it's a casting call. It's happening. Um, okay. So let's wrap it up with a few final reflections. Yeah. I don't want to, I feel like we're dragging it out. Cause I'm like, not ready. <laughs> Yeah. Um, thanks for that. That was super fun. It's good. I like the rap fight. Cause it's like, what is the actual thing that like comes to mind first, even though I'm Yours were it. so thoughtful and mine were all pop culture, which no, I feel like that's dead. like pretty on par. No, th- <laughs> that is not true. I feel like they were totally thoughtful and they were on point. I loved it. So like thinking back, we've, I know we've been talking kind of like throughout this episode about the learnings and all of the reflections on this process and this experience. If mm-hmm. you had to name what you learned what you're still learning and maybe what you want to learn moving forward, what would that be? So I got like a mix of like high, low or like serious, not serious, but also serious. Yeah. And it's not seriousness. (laughs) Um, I've learned, as I mentioned before, I'm no longer bothered by the sound of my own voice Yeah, because I've spent so much time listening to it headphones that I don't give a thought to it anymore, Mm -hmm. which is actually a really lovely feeling because it's like just embracing another part of myself. Yeah. I love that. We've talked about the technical skills Mm -hmm. and I I know I'm not the best editor or audio engineer, but like Mm -hmm. we've got 32 episodes and 18 minisodes out there. So that's like 50 episodes of something together. So I'm pretty proud of that. And I'm, I've learned about the importance of taking big swings and how freeing it can be. And I think that's a lesson I'll keep learning. So I've like learned it from the pod. I'm learning it now and I'll continue to learn it. Mm -hmm. And that the more that I do it, the more I want to keep doing it. Whether it was like something like approaching complete strangers to be guests on our podcast or like just starting up this whole thing to start with. Yeah. And I've learned so much from all of our guests. I've learned about food. I've learned about respecting people who have different lifestyles, practices, cultures, mm-hmm. orientations, genders, mm-hmm. just ways are not like about respecting because I already did, knew that, but just ways to show up mm-hmm. yeah. and ways to, to show up, to openly embrace so that other people will know it's not okay to not do those things. Yeah. And then I've gained a comfort in going after what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer afraid of trying to chase my dreams and my potential. I'm way less precious with my writing. Nice. Which is a great thing because writing a poem for each episode, like, you know, sometimes I was like, well, this isn't the best, but I got to write something. Yeah. And it's also just like, because they would give me like, instead of me just coming up with an idea for a poem, like the, the podcast, the episode generated yeah, kind of the idea. So it was like writing to something, right? which I think was an interesting challenge. And also now that I'm thinking about it kind of scratches that itch that I have for loving, like the idea of doing improv. Yeah, totally. Or like playing off of somebody else. Yeah. I learned that there is always room for a pop culture reference, <laughs> no matter the occasion. Um, I've learned that our friendship is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it's something that I cherish deeply. Me too. And will carry on with me. I, we had it before the pod. It's grown stronger through the pod. Totally. And I hope it will continue to grow stronger still. Mm-hmm. And something I learned is that gaining momentum has been listened to in 26 countries around the world. <gasps> Get 26. out of here. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I did not know that. And so I think like in terms of showing up and embracing and speaking up and speaking out, those are lessons that it's, there will be in various stages of development mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Yep. And it's just speaking to the guests who we were fortunate enough to meet or get to know better. 
um, has just instilled in me the importance of making sure that I do those things. Totally. And if it's uncomfortable for me, then deal with the discomfort, get comfortable with it because it's, there's too much at stake not to. Yeah, totally. What about you? Oh gosh. There's going to be lots of overlap. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I've learned a lot like so, so much. I want to start with one of the po- your latter points about you and I. Mm-hmm. I learned that you can have a wonderful friendship with somebody. And if it's got the right trust and the right respect and the right reciprocity, um, you know, like embedded within it, you can embark on a project like this. Cause I think one of my fears in doing anything like this, not just with, mm-hmm. with you, but with a friend or somebody that I'm close to is that the project will jeopardize the relationship. Yeah. So I came into that, this with, with like carrying a little bit of that fear, but you mm-hmm. and I did a really purposeful job of framing that. Like we kind of really set strong boundaries around that when we started mm-hmm. this Mm-hmm. And like, for me, what that has done is translate into like how that can look in other relationships in my life as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like if you, and you've done it, you've been a really like encouraging person in my world around like, say what you need, say what you mean and mean what you say and like ask for what you need, which is something I'm not, that's just, that's something I'm working on. And I'm going to, in my continue to learn, I'm going to continue learning about, but I think Mm -hmm. I've learned, I've learned how to, you know, navigate that space with what you and I have done here. And what I learned was that in doing that and by like working together in this way, it didn't mm-hmm. jeopardize our relationship. It actually strengthened it and made it Absolutely. like even more, pro- uh, even more profound presence and connection in my life. So thank you for that. Oh, yay. Yeah. That makes me really happy to hear. Well, if like nothing else, like if no one ever listened to a single episode, that would have been worthwhile right there. Oh, for sure. Um, other things that I've learned, just like concrete stuff around time management and like how to get stuff done. <laughs> and like, we're mm-hmm. to, um, I've learned a lot about Instagram. <laughs> like I, I do our Instagram and I don't do a great job, but like, I'm not a, like a thoughtful or like purposeful social media user. Like I'll put stuff up, but like not in a way that's like, like I learned about like, kind of like some small things about like marketing and like, how do you like say what, when, and how do you do that? Thank you for doing all of that. Because especially with when the podcast started, if I had had to be in charge of Instagram, we wouldn't have one. Yeah. Well, likewise on the editing. So we all have our strengths. Um, (laughs) um, I learned that I have something to say and I have a voice Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think I always kind of know that, but I'm always second guessing whether it's like worth hearing. Mm -hmm. And so it's that taking up space thing. I've learned that like when I take up space, like people benefit, Mm -hmm. but I also have learned when I need to not take up space and I'm continuing to do that learning. Um, And that's even something that like through different episodes and different conversations, like I've been navigating and like learning, like when to step back, when to step forward. Mm -hmm. And that translates out into life and work and all of the other things. I learned that I can make a thing and put it out in the world. (laughs) Like that's significant, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Like it's an undertake. It was like theoretical and like very like in the in the air and not real. And it's like, oh no, you can like do stuff. You can like come up with, especially in the moment that we're living in. Like, there's so much potential for DIY and like that you can like have an idea and make it a reality mm-hmm. and move. Mm-hmm. And like you've inspired me with some of the things that you've moved forward outside of this space, like the ebook which drops today. <laughs> So like yeah, don't, don't hesitate to visit the, the site or purchase the ebook. Please do. I learned that when you take a leap on something, it's worthwhile and mm-hmm. like to not be lazy about taking those leaps or like not lazy is not the right word partly, but like not to let fear be the driver. Ooh, that goes back to one of your intentions from last year. Yeah. I definitely learned like fear can't be in charge when it's not appropriate and, or it can't be the mm-hmm. thing that like stops you from trying something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that we can, I already knew this, but this reinforced it for me that like, we can get down in the dirt and be uncomfortable and that we should, and that it's worth, worth it. And that growth and learning only really comes in that place of discomfort mm-hmm. really in ev- everything in life. Um, we have to reframe what discomfort means, mm-hmm. right? Like that it's, it's not a negative. It actually is like where we grow and where we, mm-hmm. um, but we can have boundaries around what isn't uh, tenable for us as well. Absolutely. Learn that even when it's hard and dark and heavy, Mm -hmm. it can also be funny, Mm -hmm. you know, like those things can sit in tension and sometimes like have to Yes. in order to survive. And also just like, you know, 
cope. Um, cause I think a lot of the time, like that was like the tone of our space. Like yeah. we're usually tackling something relatively heavy a lot of the time, but like, we're able to laugh and we're able to joke and we're able to like be silly and talk about TV. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned that I, and what I'll keep learning is that I want to do something like this again. And whether that's together, which would be amazing mm-hmm. or, you know, something else like I can, and I will in some way. I love that. I can, and I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I sit. That's where I'm sitting with it all. Well, where you're sitting looks great. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of me. I'm so proud me of too. the gaining momentum community too. And me I guess too. this is for one last time. Thank you to the gaining momentum community. We love you. Everybody be kind, take care of each other, take care of yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're showing up for yourself, you're doing the very best that you can. Absolutely. Stay tuned for one last pause for momentum. time we'll pause for momentum and just a reminder abby's ebook drops today of all the poetry from the gaining momentum podcast love letter dear megan is how it would start before my eyes become misty rendering the page blurry and indecipherable looking back at the time shared over three seasons our vision fleshed out until we made it a reality the lessons learned the knowledge gained finding comfort in being uncomfortable our bond solidified teammates once again So proud of this grand adventure we built, playing beyond the field of our dreams. To our esteemed guests would come next. While I pause to take a deep breath, reflecting on the people whose paths we crossed with, our gratitude much greater than words can express. Sharing new perspectives, endless gems to hold on to, amazed by the generosity we received each episode, gifting us with your time, your words, your truths. Enriching each conversation just by being yourselves, making our families better for knowing you. We will carry you with us into our next chapters. And to our listeners, the end would say, until tears spill over in disbelief that we were lucky enough to be a part of your lives. The ones there from day one when it was brand new, the new ones still discovering us to this day. Thank you for going on this ride with us. Though this era is over, what you've taught us remains, lighting the way on our parenting journeys, creating a community so we will never feel alone. Our lives are improved for having you in them. Thank you. We acknowledge that Gaining Momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Enina, Oji Cree, Dena, and Dakota peoples, and on the homeland of the Metis Nation. Gaining Momentum. Gaining hosted Megan and Abby. With artwork by Catherine Katjak. With music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.